You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. If you haven't heard about my book on fasting, it is titled Fasting Secrets Revealed. This is Brother Rodas. Uh, here are a few of many exciting testimonies about my book. Uh, w. Garden says, I've read numerous books on fasting and this one is probably the best. Stephanie B. writes, excellent read and I've read a lot of books on fasting. It was fresh content that really is inspiring. F.C. Warren writes, The last six or seven months, I've read probably eight or nine books on fasting. This book is probably one of my favorites on the subject because I feel a spirit of faith and revelation at work in this book. Simple but powerful. This book will ignite a fire in you for fasting. And one more uh, by Vivian F. I purchased this book on fasting and it's the best book I've ever read on the subject. Now, Fasting Secrets Revealed was ranked number one in Amazon Bible study. Fasting Secrets Revealed is was featured in IBC Perspectives magazine. And Fasting Secrets Revealed is one of the most mentioned books in Apostolic Review in 2020. Now, you can get Fasting Secrets review, uh, Revealed on Amazon or my website. Save a little money on my website, which is www.charlesarotis.com. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Charles Rodas, your host with everything apostolic. Hallelujah. Oh, well, we know apostolic is not a religion. It's a way of life. It's an experience. It's a doctrine. And we are Pentecostal in experience. We are apostolic in doctrine. And if you don't know, being apostolic simply means we follow the teachings of the apostles. Where did they get their teachings? They got it from Jesus. When you're with Jesus three and a half years, you learn a lot. Amen. And the Bible says that he opened their understanding. Now, when he opens your understanding, you're not going to be too confused. Amen. You're going to be enlightened. But today we're going to talk about here on Everything Apostolic, we're going to talk about God still heals the sick. This is a doctrine, a teaching, a message, a belief. It is scriptural today because God still heals the sick on the day of this broadcast. Amen. And he will heal the sick until he comes back. After that, there will be no more sickness. There will be no more disease. When we get to heaven, everything is going to be all right. Praise God. But for us, sometime we're all mortal, of course. We get sickness in our body. We get disease. 
Uh, the Bible doesn't say, uh, I don't believe the Bible teaches, you know, perfect health, that type of thing. But it does teach healing for the body, healing for the sick. Praise God. So God still heals the sick. It doesn't matter if it's cancer or AIDS or if it's a migraine headache. Amen. It just don't matter. Praise God. Amen. Well, it matters to the individual because they're suffering. But according to the scripture, the promise of God, amen, for healing, the declaration of the word of God is still for all today. This promise, God does not pick and choose by personality, but he does pick and choose he will heal. You know how he does that? He picks and chooses by faith, by faith. Jesus said to many in, in the Gospels, he says, according to your faith, be it unto you. Amen. According to your faith. And then he turned around and say, said to others, your faith has saved you or your faith has healed you. All right. So let's look at some scripture here. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 53. And verse 5, I am so glad you're with us. You're part of this broadcast today. Listen, at some point here before this is over with or at the very end, give us a five-star uh, rating on this. If you feel it's worthy, we would love to get five stars from you. Very important. And if you could take the time to give us a one or two sentences in a review and tell us how you appreciate this podcast, that will help it grow and help more people find everything apostolic. And you know, as well as I do, everybody needs everything apostolic. Praise God. So Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, a very familiar scripture to us apostolic Pentecostal people that believe in divine healing, that God still heals the sick. I can't heal. You can't heal. None of us can heal the sick, but God still heals. Amen. We're not here to speak against doctors at all. Amen. I've got a doctor. I've got a dentist uh, and all of that. But you know what? God can heal when the dentist can't. God can heal when the doctor can't. God can heal and deliver and free. Amen. And save when nobody else can. Can I get an amen about that? Isaiah 53 verse 5. I love the passage here. But he was wounded. Now, now listen up here. <clears throat> Isaiah's talking about a man that he had not met. Isaiah was talking about a man that was not yet born. He was a, giving a prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Who was wounded? Jesus was wounded. Why? He was wounded for your transgressions. You mess up, you sin, you fail God. He was wounded. Not that you have to abide in your transgression, but that you could be delivered from your transgression. Praise God. Aren't you thankful for the blood? It's not just for forgiveness, but it's for deliverance. All right. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, our peace was upon him. Do you have peace of mind? Do you have peace when you lay down at night? You have peace in the time of trials and troubles. Oh, I know sometimes the battle's raging. Oh, I know, I know. I've been through those battles. Oh, and I know it gets tough. And some, sometimes you're reaching for that peace and you're, you know, you're praying for that peace. And it seems like, where is it at right now? It seems like the greatest storm I could possibly be in. But when you're in that storm, amen, that peace 
that peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall be in your mind. But look at here. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Amen. He took chastisement. He was chastised mentally. He was abused mentally. He was teased and made fun of and called names and spit in the face. He was beat upon and smote with the fist and beat repeatedly with the fist. Amen. And so on and so forth. They they beat our Lord and he took all of that chastisement so that you and I might have peace in our minds. Praise God. But the next part is really what I'm getting to. And with his stripes, we are healed. His stripes, praise God. What are those stripes, my friend? Those are the stripes that Jesus took upon his body, his back, his torso, his arms, his legs, no matter wherever that whip was hitting. Uh, listen, we call it a cat of nine tails, but really it was not a cat of nine tails. It was a flagellon. <laughs> it was the dreaded flagellon. Uh, the, the, the cat of nine tails was not even invented at this time. It was pirates later on in the high seas that invented the cat of nine tails. And when you study the flagellon, when you study, I'm not going to go into all that today, but maybe I will one day. But when you study that dreaded flagellon that the Roman soldiers used to beat Jesus and other victims uh, and others that so deserved it, but Jesus didn't deserve it, of course. But that flagellon amen, was a real torture weapon, and it killed many under its power. And the cat of nine tails, my studies say that the cat of nine tails is really a toy compared to the dreaded flagellon. So just to give you a little teaser there, if you want to study that out, I have, but again, not going to not going to go through all that with you today, but much more of a torture weapon than, than the cat of nine tails would ever consider to be when you put them side by side and see the damage they do to the body. Now, with his stripes, we are healed. <clears throat> now, many, many are, are teaching today and um, are saying that Jesus was beat with 40 stripes. You know, the Bible does not say that Jesus was beat with 40 stripes. The Bible does not say that. You have no scripture saying that Jesus was beat with 40 stripes. Now, sometimes the Romans would beat people. Okay. Sometimes the Jews would beat people. Now, the Jews had a law when they would beat someone, they never beat anybody more than 40 stripes. That was their law. That was the law. Now, maybe that's that's the error or the mistake that you hear about when one of us good ministers were trying to preach the truth and we get that little thing mixed up right there and we say that Jesus was beat with 40 stripes. He was not. We don't know how many stripes. He might have been beat with 30. He might have been beat with 60. We don't know. Why? Because it wasn't the Jews beating Jesus. It was the Roman soldiers. The Roman soldiers had no such law of 40 stripes. They beat They beat that criminal Okay, or in in the case of Jesus, they beat our Lord, okay, until they were told to stop. 
or until they died. Many times that flagellon would rip their rib cage and their stomach and their intestines and everything wide open. And it would all gush out on the ground and they would die right there. But thank God Jesus didn't die and he could not die there because the prophecy said he would have to die upon the cross. Praise God. So yeah, just a little teaser there for you about that dreaded flagellon. But he, by his stripes, by those stripes of, from that flagellon that beat upon him, by the Roman soldiers, by those stripes, by that, that, by that beating, because of that, because of what he took there before Calvary, we are healed. Isaiah speaking in the present tense, even though it had not happened and will, would not happen yet for hundreds of years. But he was speaking in the present tense. Praise God. By his stripes, we are healed. Oh, what power in the scripture. What power in this promise. What power in the word of God. I so love it, don't you? I love, the, I love this teaching of healing for the body because it's still for God's people today. Now, the Bible teaches that we, we are uh, the children of God. And uh, um, was it Jesus said that um, that uh, uh, the woman that came to him about uh, her daughter or her, her son, whatever it was, um, and Jesus said, I will not give bread uh, unto the dogs, the children's bread unto dogs. Well, we're the children. OK, we're the children and healing is the bread. Praise God. Healing is the bread. Praise God. So if you want bread, you've got a right to it because you're one of the children of God. Amen. You're, you're saved. You're born again of the water and spirit. You've got a right to be healed. It's, it's not something you have to beg for. It's already documented. It's already in the plan. It's already in the will. <laughs> it's already in, in the word of God, which cannot change. So let's go to 1 Peter Oh, let's read, read, let's read where Peter quoted Isaiah. Oh, praise the Lord. Here it is. First Peter 2 and 24. Man, I love, I love this. I love the word of God. I love this truth. Have you ever been healed? If you Hey, if you've ever been healed, why don't, you, why don't you just do me a favor? Put it in the remarks. Put it in the review. Maybe you were healed with cancer. Maybe you've been healed of a headache. Maybe you've been healed of a broken ankle. Maybe you've been healed of arthritis or a bad back. You've been healed of something. Put your testimony. I'd love to read it. Amen. I'd love to read it. First Peter 2 and 24. Again, Peter rehearsing here, reviewing Isaiah 53, 5. <clears throat> Who his own self referring to Jesus, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. By whose, let's look at the wording there, my friend, my brother, my sister. By whose stripes ye were healed. That's not present tense, that's past tense. You were healed. You were healed healed. Praise God. You were healed. Isaiah said, you are healed. By whose stripes you are healed. That was present tense. Here we've got past tense. You were healed. Peter's writing about it after the fact. 
But when those stripes came upon his back, and that dreaded flagellon by that strong Roman soldier, who had so much hate in his heart, and he would beat our Lord and Savior, and the Lord no doubt fell in weakness, as no doubt he was probably chained or tied to uh, something, maybe a pole or something, and they beat upon him. And after so many times of being hit with this flagellon, his body no doubt just went limp and the bud blood was draining from his back and his shoulders and his arms and his thighs and, 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 and his buttocks. And, oh, he was bleeding. And the, the, just the open wounds, the open wounds, what an ugly sight it was. But brother, sister, he did it for you your healing. Amen. Not that you have to suffer, but that you could be healed, healed by those stripes, by whose stripes we were healed. That is a statement of fact. It's more than a promise. It's a statement of fact by whose stripes ye were healed. Don't you love it? Don't you thank God for it? Oh, praise the name of Jesus Christ. I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, everything apostolic, that's what we're about. Praise God. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. And I'm going to show you a verse over here. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Another verse that's so powerful. I love so much. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing, healing, healing. What did Jesus do? He went about doing good. What kind of good was he doing? He was healing. Healing who? Healing all. Healing all that what? That were oppressed, oppressed of the devil. You know what sickness is? Sickness and disease is an oppression of the devil. Oh, it's not the will of God. Your sickness is not from God. It's not the will of God that you suffer. No, 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 no. That's for those that can't explain the Bible. That's for those that can't explain healing. That's for the doubters and the unbelievers that don't believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8, and he is. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, yesterday, and 10,000 yesterdays. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, on this very day, and forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. They were Those sick people aren't oppressed by God. God does not oppress people. He does not depress people. God, our Father does not do that to us. He doesn't do that to anyone. Jesus went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Again, sickness and disease is an oppression. It's nothing happy or joyful. I said, well, I'm suffering for the Lord. I'm suffering for the Lord. I've got this cancer for the Lord. I've got this headache for the Lord. No, you don't. No, you don't. Let's not misunderstand the scripture. Let's not. You've got to be careful who you're listening to. Amen. There's people just explaining the scripture in all kinds of crazy ways. Amen. We've got a we've got a we've got a line upon line and precept upon precept. He says, "Yeah, but why am I not healed? Well, why are your neighbors not saved? Why are your neighbors not saved? Your neighbors are not saved because first of all, they haven't believed. 
And the first step toward being saved is believing. No one can be saved unless they first believe, right? We know believing within itself is not salvation, but it is this first step. If, 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 the, if the, the, the Muslim man that does not believe in Jesus as the Savior, if he does not believe that Jesus is first the Savior, he cannot be born again of the water and spirit. There's no way. It's impossible. You can't just believe that he's a prophet or a good man and be saved. Well, it's the same thing right here. You've got to believe that Jesus is your healer. He's your, he's the savior of your soul and he's the healer of your body. And I know sometimes we suffer, praise God. And we don't have all the answers, but I tell you what, I believe this book, I believe the answers are in this book. Hallelujah. That's in front of me right now. Almost 900,000 words and 66 books from Genesis to Revelation. Thank God for the truth in healing all, not some, but all healing all that were with him or healing all the repressed of the devils, how it's worded. All right, let's go to James. Oh, I know you're familiar with chapter five of James. We all know that passage. Praise God. Our pastors quote those. Our pastors quote this. Our preachers quote James chapter five, don't they? I do. Praise God. Why? Because it's a great promise here by the apostle James found in James, but the promise is from the Lord. Amen, it is. So looking at five and reading down from 13, what am I talking about today? I'm talking about God still heals the sick here on Everything Apostolic. Oh, be be, be sure to share this. Be sure to give us a five-star review. All right, uh, five and 13, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Afflicted, that's your temptations, your trials. Okay, is any married? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. They need to pray over him. And what does 15 say? 15. And the prayer of faith. What kind of prayer? The prayer of doubt, <clears throat> the prayer of maybe. Prayer possibly, the prayer could happen, the prayer I've, I'm not sure. <clears throat> no, my friend, the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of doubt is never going to heal the sick. The prayer of could happen, probably not going to heal the sick. The prayer of maybe, I doubt it, just probably not going to happen. But I tell you what's going to heal the sick. The prayer of faith. Hallelujah. That faith that says, yes, God's going to do it. Yes, I believe it. And let me let me just give you this right here. When, when, if you, when you get prayer for the sick, when you get prayer for your sick body or a disease, if you don't feel an immediate change and you go back to your seat, you leave the church and you're still feeling that pain, don't walk away saying, well, I'm evidently not healed. Don't believe your senses. Believe the word of the Lord. Believe what I've been healed more than once that wasn't immediate. I was healed when I got prayer. Amen. But there have been times I, the, the, the healing manifested days later. I'll I, give you a quick testimony. Uh, I was a young man and 
my abdomen was swollen out. Oh man, I, I was in pain. I don't know what was wrong. I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't want to go to the doctor. I didn't want any negative report. Nothing wrong with going to the doctor. Not at all. I don't believe so. But I didn't go. And, and for weeks, weeks, I walked around with, I had to take short steps. I'm a kind of a tall guy, six foot two, down a little bit to six foot one right now, <laughs> a little bit older. But um, in my 20s, uh, this this plague, whatever was upon me, for years I called it a hernia. I I don't know that it was a hernia. I don't know. I I kind of think maybe now that it wasn't a hernia. I really don't know what it was. But for weeks, I walked and I lived in pain. I woke up in the middle of the night in pain. And this went on for weeks. I don't remember how many weeks. It's many years ago. But I was claiming it. I was speaking healing every day. I was speaking healing into my body. I, I said, I command my body to be healed. I am healed by his stripes. And command the devil to go get off my body. I'm not having this sickness. I'm not having this disease. And all day I would speak positive faith every day, all day, every day. I had not got prayer. No one laid hands upon me. No one anointed me with oil. And so this went on, and I was really, really tired of it. And um, like I said, this pain was just continuing. And like I said, my abdomen was swollen. And when I would put my belt on, <laughs> I would have to put my belt on the the last the belt hole, <laughs> uh, and which was two or three belt holes from where I usually wore it because my abdomen was swollen out. Well, I said one day, to myself, I'm going to get prayer. I've done everything I know to do. It's not manifested, but I'm healed. I believe it. I'm going to obey this scripture because I don't know what else to do. I'm going to obey this passage in James chapter five. This is what I said to myself, brother, sister. And that night I went up to that church service and pastor laid hands upon me, prayed for me. Didn't feel a thing. No change in my body. Nothing. I said, I'm still healed in Jesus' name. Still healed in Jesus' name. Went home. Went to bed that night. Woke up the next morning. Guess what? That next morning. That next morning. The swelling was gone. I woke up that next morning. The pain was gone. I woke up that next morning. And all the symptoms were gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hey, that's been... 35 years ago, maybe. I'm still healed. I'm still healed. Praise God. I said, I'm still healed. No medicine, no doctor, no surgery. I don't know what it was. Not criticizing any of that, but I'm just saying I'm healed by his stripes. Praise God. Not having any problem. No symptoms of that whatsoever. All right. So we're on this last passage before I'm going to let you go. And I do appreciate you listening, but let's read that again. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and raise him up off that deathbed. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Oh, praise God. There's a twofold blessing right there. You have the elders pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Not just are you going to be healed, but God's going to forgive you because you humbled yourself and you went and got prayer. And if you've got any sin, God's going to forgive you. That's what it says right there. Isn't that beautiful? A twofold, a twin blessing, two blessings in one prayer. Praise God. Now, it's not really the subject, but it kind of is. Verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. 
Sometimes what we need to do is confess our sins. Sometimes what we need to do is ask somebody to forgive us. Sometimes we need to forgive somebody else. So if you guys, if you're all stopped up with unforgiveness because you haven't forgiven people, mm, you better get to forgiving. Amen. That's my encouragement to you. <clears throat> the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Praise God. Oh, thank God. God still heals the sick. My friend, God still heals the sick and he will heal you. But he requires only one thing and that's faith. There are things that hinder our faith. And when you find out what that is, you got to get rid of that thing because I don't want nothing hindering my faith. I want to have faith in God, have faith in that promise, faith in that declaration, faith in that everlasting word. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, thank you again for listening to everything apostolic. Don't forget to give us five stars if we, if you don't mind and write a review. We do greatly appreciate that until the next podcast, everything apostolic and me, your host, Charles Rodas. We do bless you in Jesus wonderful name. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the everything apostolic podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.